Hey, this is Jacob. We want to welcome you and thank you for listening to the EFGC podcast. We pray today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Make sure to comment and share so that we can impact our community with the truth and the power of the gospel. Now let's go ahead and get into the message. But you have to believe God is who he says he is. You have to believe God is who the word says he is. And the next thing is you have to believe that he is a rewarder. God's not a punisher. God doesn't punish. Right now the Bible says we are in the, the period of grace. God is not punishing us unless we do unless we go against his Holy Spirit and blaspheme the Holy Spirit, like in uh, Acts with Ananias and Sapphira. But God doesn't usually punish us if we're just doing these things because the word says it's good and pleasing. He desires all men to be saved, all come to the knowledge of the truth. So he's, he's wanting us to come in. So he's not punishing us right now, but he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And having the word uh, just important. And then a few, I'm just going to read a couple of verses because I want to get the importance of the reward of reading the word because you're never going to do anything without knowing there's a benefit from it. If there wasn't, if you didn't know working out, you were going to get a six pack abs and you were going to look good and you were going to, you were going to feel better. You were going to actually want to have energy. If you didn't see the benefit from anything, you're not going to do it. It, it, it would be pointless to do something, spend all this time, spend countless hours and all these things if you weren't going to see a benefit from it. And God knows that too. And God designs everything he, everything he told us to do in this word has a benefit from it. He doesn't tell us to do. And that's my, one of my favorite parts about Christianity is you go through all these jobs. And I was talking to my dad about this. You go through all these things and it's like everything is jumping through hoops. You go to school, okay, you're in fifth grade. You need to learn this because when you get to sixth grade, you need to learn it. You get to sixth grade, you didn't need to learn it. You get to sixth grade, you got to learn this because, and it's always this next thing, you're going to need this later, but you never need it. Now we do need school, but there's all these, these hoops jumping in. You go to like jobs and everything's these hoops. The Bible is not like that. The Bible just says, do this, you do it, and there's a benefit from it. And that's why I love it. It's just cut, and it's simple, and it's straight to the point, and it tells you right and wrong. It tells you benefits, and it tells you uh, things that happen uh, negative if you don't do them. So in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6, or verse 12, we know this is usually one of the most quoted scriptures when you're talking about the Word of God. And it says, for the Word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. We know that James talks about the word of God being a mirror and looking into that mirror and it, it, it judging your intentions, judging your of what, what you're actually doing. And that word of God is that mirror. But the first part, the word of God is living and powerful. I know my grandma Sally has a powerful testimony about this. She talked, she was at her sister's house. Her sister was going through a rough time, and so she had to stay with her. And she, she just couldn't be alone, so she needed somebody with her. My grandma was with her, and she was by herself. And she, my grandma was just reading the word to God and reading it. And she stopped reading it, and she laid the word on the chest. And she felt this, like, heartbeat. And she's like, why am my heart, my heart's beating this high? And she took the Bible off, and it wasn't her heart. But the Bible was actually had a heartbeat to it, and the Lord just spoke to her. This word is living. This word is powerful. The Bible is what it says it is. But it's living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so that word is not just a book like any other book, but it actually has promises. Then if we go to the book of Timothy, and I like this 
I saw this reading in my Bible, and my mom was teaching one time, and, I, and it really popped off the page. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, in verse 20, we know this scripture talking about, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master master and prepared for every good work i know looking at, we are this is the core group of this church we're faithful we're doing this we all desire to be a useful for the master right we all desire to be useful and and sanctified and set apart for a special work and it says to cleanse yourself from the latter to cleanse yourself from the dishonor to cleanse yourself from the world to cleanse yourself from all that the sinful things but even the things that aren't sin but just classify in the world cleanse yourself from that but it says you will be prepared for every good work and I want that part to sink in because prepared for every good work and that wording of it. Because then if you jump over to the next chapter, now remember, Paul didn't write these in chapters. So Paul was just writing all one note. So if you read this as all one note, just a couple down, couple paragraphs down in, in chapters 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration. And the actual Greek translation and the ESV has it, is God breathed. This word is actually God breathed. Every single word about it. Jesus said in the, in the Gospels, not one jot nor tittle will pass away. Even down to the little period, or the little dot on eye is, is the word of God. But all scripture is given by inspiration for God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Now this is the part I want to get. We just heard that you, by cleansing yourself, you'll be prepared for every good work. But after you all the scripture, and you get these things from the word of God, reproof, correction, instruction. This is your instruction manual. Then verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So you can prepare yourself for every good work by cleansing yourself and, and setting your apart from the world. But if you're not getting the word, and I would say that was my testimony. I was there. I, I didn't align with the world. I was doing it. I was prepared for every good work. But I never got into that work. I never got into that next stage because I wasn't thoroughly equipped for it. And if you're not thoroughly equipped for it, if you go to battle, if you go to spiritual warfare or anything, and you're not, and you're not thoroughly equipped, you're going to lose. And then you lose, and then your faith goes down, and then you lose more, and then it's just a, a sinkhole. It's, you go down and down and down. But the Word of God thoroughly equips us. And I think all of us can sit here knowing we read our Bible, knowing it, that it's, it thoroughly equips us. I mean, this Bible has an answer for everything. Have you noticed that? It's like someone asks you a question, and I remember like when I was younger and, and, and didn't prioritize the word, and somebody would ask you a question, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what Christianity, but it's like, no, when you study, it's like they can ask you a question. It's like, no, the word of God says this, this, and this. I can give you like three scriptures on it. The word, God is not dumb. God is all-knowing, so he knows the questions that are going to be asked. He knows the questions people are going to have, and so his word of God is foolproof. It doesn't have any contradiction. It doesn't have anything, and so... We can base our life on the Word of God. And a couple of just more scriptures. I don't want this to be long. I just want it to kind of stir our hunger and, and get our uh, hunger up for the Word of God and know why the Word of God is so important. And in Ephesians chapter 6, we know the armor of God. And the armor of God starts with, Stand therefore, gird yourself with the waist of truth. So the belt of truth. Well, what is the truth? The Word of God is the truth. The Word of God is the truth. So number one, your first thing is the truth. Then the next thing, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, there's the word of God again, your feet, the gospel of peace. Then it says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Well, how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So without the word of God, you don't have the shield. Then you go with every and then take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is 
the word of God. So all these things, main, the main priority of your, of your spiritual armor and the, the armor that we need to go to battle is the word of God. So if you don't have the word of God inside you, you don't have, you don't have the armor. And so I know I was listening, Beth saw this video too, but there's a video and a guy's like, a lot of Christians are spiritual streakers. We all know what a streaker is, somebody who runs across the football field or something naked to prove a point. But a lot of Christians are spiritual, are spiritual streakers. They put on their helmet of salvation, and that's all they have. Yeah, I'm saved. God saved me, but I can live like I want. Grace will cover it. And that's all. They're, they're, they're spiritual streakers, and they're running around. But they don't have anything else. And if you're just, have you ever seen a streaker? They get tackled. They don't ever make it. They always get tackled. They never make it to the goal they want to do, it, and then it never ends good. But when you have the armor on, when you're doing everything right, you will make it to the end. It, it, it's what carries us to the end. And another scripture that I want to read is Jeremiah 23. Now this, um, oh, I just flipped this and I have this highlighted, but I'll read it this in Jeremiah 20. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary from holding it back. And I can really attest to that. You put this word in you, you can't keep it in. You read the word of God, it's like every conversation, it's like, well, it comes out. Because like, you put it inside you, it has to come out. But in Jeremiah 23, 20, verse 29, it says, Is the word not like a fire, says the Lord? And like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces, the word is like a hammer. So like if there's somebody ever been cold in your life, and that's what I really, whenever I preach or do something, I really stand on this word and say, God, you said your word is like a hammer. I don't care who comes in here. I don't care how hardened their heart is. Your word is like a hammer. And if I keep speaking this word, that's all, my, that's all my job is, just to speak your word, to talk about Jesus, and he'll show up and do the work. I don't have to do anything besides talk about him. And that's how we can be in our life. Whoever having a bad, a jerk to you, or if it's a family member, or they're hardened to the gospel, I'll never believe that. They're never going to believe your sayings. And, and another thing that, I, and that I, the Word of God is so powerful is we know in Luke, when Jesus was talking about the blind man, or not the blind man, the rich man and Lazarus, the beggar. And Lazarus went to, went to Abraham's bosom, and the beggar went to, went to Hades, went to hell, and he was burning. And he said, let me come back to the dead and tell my brothers. And, and Abraham says, no, if he doesn't believe Moses and the prophets, meaning the scripture they already had, then nothing else is going to turn him. And that, I was reading that, and I never saw that, but it stuck out to me. If someone doesn't listen to the word of God, it doesn't matter what you tell them, it doesn't matter what you show them, it's somebody coming back from the dead. You think, okay, this person just died. They're coming back from the dead and telling me, you don't want to do this. If they don't listen to the Moses and the prophets or the word, they're not going to listen to it. So then that goes back, the word is the hammer. You can't beat somebody. And that's what a lot of people run into is, you want to beat somebody over the head and you want to beat them with the actual physical Bible instead of with the word of the Bible. And that doesn't work. You, the word is the hammer, not the actual Bible. Does that make sense? The word, the spoken word is the hammer, not this. You don't beat somebody with this. Yeah, you don't want to be a Bible thumper. I think we've all, I mean, we've all seen those people that, because a, a Bible thumper, it, it usually just, if someone's going the wrong direction, if the nail got started wrong and you Bible thump it, it's just going to drive that nail in the wrong direction even more. But you have to take that word and pull them up. See, as Christians, we're not beating people down. We're pulling them up and pulling that nail out and putting it back in the right direction. And my last scripture, this is one of my favorite scriptures. You guys probably know it. It's in Proverbs, Proverbs 4, 420 through 22. But this is, this is one of my favorite scriptures. But it says, this is, um, 
Solomon. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears and ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So, pro, so Solomon's here is like really repetitive kind of at the beginning, but it's real, he's really trying to drive this point home, and that's what I'm kind of driving home tonight. My son, give attention to my words. You can't just come to church, read your Bible. I've been there. I've read my Bible, like a devotion, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I got my chapters done. I'm done. No, but it's like, give attention. God, every time you read your Bible, pray, God, what do you want to speak to me this word? Speak to me today through your word. Give attention. Incline your ear. The Bible, has anybody heard, like, when you're reading the Bible, Jesus always says, him who has, let them who have ears, let them hear. It's like, Okay, if they're hearing you, they probably have ears and they're probably hearing. But it's not what he's talking about. He's saying if you have, like, you have to incline your ear. You have to incline your spiritual ear. You have to incline your your ear to the spiritual things. And he's saying incline your ear to my sayings. There's a there's people that when like you're anybody's talked to people or talked to the word, you can see people that are like getting it. Their their eyes are locked in. They're focused. They're, it's sinking into their spirit. And other people are sleeping or doing something or on their phone. They're not getting it. They're not inclined. But you. And that's where I've been there. It's like, man, I'm not getting anything. But it's like, no, I'm inclining myself. I don't care who's speaking. I don't care who's talking. I'm going to incline myself because they're speaking the word of God. It doesn't matter how bad or how good that speaker is. If they're speaking the word of God, I'm going to incline. God, what do you want to speak to me through that word? And inclining your ears. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Do not wake up another day. And that's my goal is to, is to get you pumped up, to get you focused, get you on fire. That you don't want to wake up another day without running to your word. And reading the word and, and keeping in your eyes and keeping in your mind of it going back and forth. And then they are, keep them in the midst of your heart. And I've, and I've really started focusing on um, getting the scripture and then like memorizing it and meditating on it and just being able to quote it. Because if you can't quote it, we know we can't have our Bibles on us all the time. It's just not possible. So if you don't, if you don't have it in your heart, then you don't have it. If you can't like speak it, now I'm not saying you have to memorize it to the last thought. It, it I would recommend you do that, but just knowing the stories and just knowing what Jesus said in the in the in a close quotation of it is really important in keeping that in the midst of our for they are alive to those who find them. The word of God, again, back to Hebrews um, 4.12, it's living and it's powerful. And if you get that inside of you, we know the word of God is incorruptible. We know the word of God is um, impossible to be to go out and come back void. So just like I talked before, the, word, the kingdom of God is built on sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, whatever you plant. We know the farmers in here. Whatever you plant, that's going to come back, and it's going to come back more. So by sowing this word, sowing the word into your heart, planting it and planting it and planting it, your life cannot go down. Your life can only go up because the word is only going up. See, an airplane, when it takes off, if you're on that airplane, you're going to go up. So the word of God is going up. And if you attach yourself to those sayings, if you get a hold of it, if you get a the Bible says, if, you, if Jesus is in you, the hope of glory, you get Jesus in you, you connect with Jesus, you, you're connected with the word of God, for the word of God was made flesh, they're all connected, then you're going to go up and you connect yourself through that. And so that's what I want to get speak tonight. And about the, 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 the spiritual habits that it's hard to do. If you're, if one more, I said this in the men's class, one more um, encouragement. No one ever wants to read the Bible. No one ever said, I want to read the Bible. No one says, oh, I want to read the Bible. So the people say, well, you read the Bible because you want to read the Bible. No. Now listen to what I said. You read the Bible because you want to read the Bible. No. You want to read the Bible because you read the Bible. Does that make sense? 
when you read it and you start reading it more, you hunger for it more, and then you want to read it more. You don't start out by, I want to read the Bible. Now, that happens for when you come from youth camp. You're like, yeah, I want to read the Bible. Well, five days into it, you don't want to read the Bible anymore. But by then, keeping that spiritual habit, I don't know, was it 21 days, they say, or something like that, to create a habit, you do that more and more and more, and you're going to make that habit happen. And when you get create that habit, then it becomes easier. Then it becomes God's inside of you, God's speaking through you. So uh, now I'm going to open up for prayer. We're going to do our normal prayer and come to the altar. But I hope this encur- encourage you, and I'm just in- here to encourage you, give you an uplifting message that the Word of God is so important, and it's, it's impacted my life, and I know it's impacted so many people's life in here. And I know you guys all know this. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. But just to encourage you, the things you're doing is not going to, is not, um, useless. It's not like the word of God. The word of God says that uh, physical uh, endurance and all these things are. What is that saying? Anyways, it says godliness is profitable to all things. Physical things is not, but godliness and reading the word is profitable. And so it's going to be profitable in your life. So we're going to open up the service. We're going to play some music, and we're just going to open it up for prayer. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to become more connected or find out more information in any way, click on the links in the description. 